Welcome, 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 everybody. We'll give it a few moments for everybody to connect to their audio. We're very grateful to have you all joining us for this edition of Global Grads. Um, I, I see that uh, Ryan is in here, Ryan Purcell from uh, Professional Development. If uh, This is a GPS event, so active students. Um, at the end, there will be a survey that you can uh, click on and fill out, and it'll be able to you know, get uh, collect GPS points for that. So I want to say welcome to our Global Grads series starring Full Sail grads from all around the world um, as they reconnecting and give back to you. Uh, this event is brought to you by the International Student Society, and we hope that these discussions promote a sense of possibility and mutual support for our community, um, as well as maybe just a little sense of imagination of what's possible. Um, we invite you to follow ISS on Facebook, Instagram, and of course on Full Sail One. Um, for all the latest updates on events, stories, and discussion topics. Um, to the folks in the audience, we highly encourage you to please feel free to ask questions. This is a conversation space, and it's a great chance uh, to get to know this accomplished uh, uh, alumni. Um, so just to, to share a little bit about uh, uh, our, our guest today, and I'm so grateful to be having her. She's been, she's very well known in the department, and uh, uh, we've been wanting to get her on, on in this program for, for, for some time. So uh, joining us is uh, Jemima Damina. She's from Nigeria. Um, she has a bachelor's degree from Full Sail in film. Um, she also has a certificate in filmmaking from London, uh, London Film Academy in the UK, and a master's degree in entertainment business. Uh, she's the co-founder of Neptune 3 Studios, a production company with over 600,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, Jemima, go ahead and share a little bit about your story. Oh, I, I think, oh, I'm sorry, you're muted at the moment. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. Okay, awesome. I don't know why this is like that, um, but great. Um, I'm, I'm really glad to be here today. Um, hmm, my journey, I think it's been I graduated from my master's in 2018. That was also from Full Sail. But um, I first went to Full Sail in 2012. Um, at that time, I was in India. I went there with my sister for oh. a certificate course in editing. And um, while I was there, um, we just I just got talking with some of my classmates. And one of them mentioned Full Sail as a really good school to further education in filmmaking. And at that time, I didn't really know a lot about Full Sail. So once he mentioned that in like a passing conversation, I went to do my research. I, you know, went on online, checked the courses, and I was like, oh my God, I have to go here. And uh, so I, I stopped my, uh, the course I was doing in editing and I came straight over to Full Sail. And I remember I got there in 2012 November and Everything was new to me because classes, there were some we had online and then there were some we had to take on campus. So I wasn't really familiar, you know, coming from Nigeria with like a different system. Um, I wasn't really familiar with the, you know, the school system, but it took me like a month to uh, kind of get used to it because I remember failing my first class because I didn't know I had a class online. And it was so surprising to me because I'd never like, I'd never, 
imagine I'd be someone who would fail her first course in college. And uh, it was just so um, eye-opening for me because of just how much I had to learn in order mm -hmm. to keep up because FUSO is not your regular, you know, standard pace uh, university. It's, it's double what you would expect from a university. So you have to put in double the work, you know, to make sure you catch your classes, make sure you get your online work done, even the group courses to get all those done. And I'm really, really glad that I went to Full Sail because it really um, developed the sense of, you know, being able to troubleshoot problems on the go, being able to quick thinking, you know, just finding solutions as quickly as possible instead of letting uh, stuff, you know, overwhelm you and you just feel defeated. So that's one thing I really picked up when I, while I was in school, uh, just because sometimes we'll have, we'll be on set and there'll be an issue. And it's like, you know, okay, how do we solve this? No complaints. How do we move forward? You know, let's not dwell on the problems. How can we solve it? So that was something they really stressed in Full Sail and a lot of, you know, um, you know, going around, communicating with people, learning how to be on time. Your deliverables had to be on time. You know, you had to be on point. Even with the group studies, you know, you had to know when to pull your weight and had to know when to also call out people who are not pulling your weight because you would all fail. You know, it's not like, oh, because he didn't do his work. That's why um, this is like that. But everybody had to take responsibility. And I know that really made me grow up real quick. And um, most of the classes were very in-depth, you know, hands-on. That's something I really appreciate. Um, you know, lighting, you got to handle the lights, know what the lights were, know how to set them up, you know, run, run a, a, a box with lights. And then just, you know, make sure that you don't blow, <laughs> blow the place up. Um, basically a junction but but um that's something that, you know and and for me i was one thing i really loved about um my course because i did a cinematography and film video production that was where i got my bachelor's from in got my bachelor's in that and i really liked that it was really in-depth because you got to go through each and every stage of filmmaking you know so with that you're supposed to like a little bit of filmmaking and then from there you can start seeing your strengths and you can see your weaknesses and what you have to work on yeah. or even start deciding at that moment okay this is what I'm going to do you know when I get out of here or this is what I'm going to do oh you know I want to try this this is different. I'm good at this but I want to increase my strength in this part stuff like that so I was really I'm really glad for that and it's not just like okay filmmaking we just teach you one thing directing and that's it but it was you know uh, we we did a little bit of lighting, lighting one and two. We did a bit of, we even did um, behavioral science. And that was something I didn't really understand at first because I'm like, why do I need behavioral science in film? You know, it's like, how what does that have to do with it? But now, now I'm actually working with people. I really see where that comes into play because it does teach you a lot about the different kinds of people, how to handle conflict, you know, things like that, that you wouldn't normally think about. But this gives you like a, background or opens your understanding so you're able to work with a bigger group of people who are different from you and you know without conflicts and all that or even if there are conflicts it, it, you know how to resolve them as quickly as possible so it doesn't escalate and stuff like that so each and every one of the class was a bonus I wouldn't say there's any class I took that was useless or like wasn't useful or that I haven't had to tap into the knowledge of through my years of being actually active in filmmaking so each and every one was great. Was, we even did makeup, we knew special effects makeup. That was a really fun class. I really enjoyed that. 
um, special <laughs> effects, makeup, you know, working with your partners to create beasts and monsters and stuff like that, even injuries and cuts and, you know, gunshot wounds and stuff. I really, really am really grateful for, you know, having the opportunity to learn with people who are also like-minded. And the teachers were really, really helpful because you could come up to them and you just relate with them and say, oh, this is where I'm having a problem. And one thing that was also really different from schools there and schools here in Nigeria is the teachers, um, they, they kind of make you scared to talk to them or to even ask a question. And so even if you don't understand something, because you don't want to be the dunce of the class or you don't want to get called out or anything like that you'll end up not knowing that thing and you'll just go through school you don't know it but you just claim you know it you know just so they don't say oh you, you're slow or oh you don't know anything or anything like that but that wasn't so in fact it was encouraged you don't understand something you're having a problem by all means come see the teacher or send an email you know or they will even provide resources like here are some resources you can use to go further if you don't understand something. So that was something that was really helpful for me um, coming from where I am. And um, so I, I left, I graduated 2015. Um, another thing about Full Sail is that it is really, really flexible. That was something I never imagined a university would do because um, there were times I had to go back home to Nigeria because of one thing or the other. So Full Sail gives you the opportunity to take a break, um, you know, take a month off as long as you need or whatever it is your issue is, they, they, they work with you, you know, they're willing to work with you because I mean, they do want to see you go far. They want to see you prosper. They want to see you win. So that's something I really um, appreciate because I know I did take a lot of months off because I started in 2012 and I graduated 2015. So I mean, you can imagine how that went. And then I came back to Nigeria. I went to London. I did another certificate in filmmaking and London's, um, you know, filmmaking style is a bit different, not too different, but it's a bit different from the way we do it in America. And also the same way we do it in Nigeria is very different as well. So it really opened my eyes to the different ways things were achieved. You know, there's the British way of making films, there's the American way, and then there's the Nigerian way. So I kind of like, I'm well-rounded because I know like a little bit of each one. And then realizing that, okay, I'm really good at the directing, producing part of filmmaking, that's when I came back to Full Sail to further my studies in entertainment business. And boy, did I learn a lot because I mean, what did we not learn? Learned the law part of it, how to manage actors, artists, you know, managerial aspects, paperwork. I mean, basically they prepare you well enough. You can have like eight jobs and you'll be really good at it because they teach you really well. Like, I mean, especially with the hands-on because you have to put it in practice. You have to make it practical and realistic. Like this is a real world experience, basically. Full Sail is a whole real world experience because it's nothing different from what they teach you to what, you know, you ex experience when you actually get on set. And, you know, it's just for you to apply yourself and apply the knowledge you've learned. The only di dif difference is that maybe the people you might be working with are different from the ones you had in your class, but, you know, real world experience is, there's no equipment you don't know how to handle. There's no, you know, pre-production part of filmmaking you don't know how to do. There's no production part and there's no post-production because yes, we did learn editing, the different softwares. I mean, <laughs> I'm like a full, a whole walk, walking studio. Like I'm a studio itself, you know, I can, I shoot, I edit, I direct, I, you know, put it on YouTube. I basically do everything. I light, I do sound, you know, I can do all of those things, makeup as well. So, you know, it's just, oh, I'm feeling like handling this job today. Okay, great, I'll do this. Oh, I need a bit of, uh, you know, 
I need a bit of flavor. So I'm going to do makeup today instead of directing, you know, that kind of thing. So it really, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I think well, I'm just going to stop here. And basically that's just been my experience so far. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, look, I, there, there's, there's a lot of wealth of knowledge and information in, in, in what you're sharing with us. And I, I, there's some theory, things that I, I really want to kind of explore a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. And, and especially because, you know, as you're touching on it now about, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that you're able to kind of touch a, a lot of different areas of, of, of the film, the film industry. I want, I want to explore a little bit about that and, and your, and your studio as well. But first I'd like to kind of go back to what you were initially referring to, and that's, uh, coming to the United States or, you know, coming from Nigeria, living in India, coming to the U S having, having those kinds of different cultural experiences. I'm wondering if there was any times where you had experience of culture shock or things that, um, you, you had to get accustomed to as an international student here in the, in the U.S. Oh, you, you're, you're muted again. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I don't know why it keeps muting. But um, like I said, when I got to the U.S., um, I mean, I'd been, I'd been to the U.S. for vacation, but not really, you know, to school. So mm. when I got there, I mean, I, I watch movies. So for some reason, I thought, you know, the way we'd see high school movies is how it would be. And or like college movies or university movies where it's like everyone's like a dorm and stuff like that. Full Sail was really different because from before you arrived, they're already telling you, oh, OK, we don't offer housing. So you'd have to get like an apartment nearby. And that was my, would I say, first time away from home in a sense, because for the editing work in India, if I had finished it, it would have been six months. So that was just six months away, but this is going to be two years away from my parents, from everything I'd known. And I got there. So it wasn't really like shocking to me, like people way of life and stuff like that, because I'd been there before for um, holidays and stuff. But the, 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 you know, meeting people also from different countries, because it is a very diverse um, environment, wholesale, and meeting people from different environments, different cultures, different you know, countries with different expectations as well of what they feel should be the standard. It was really shocking for me because coming from Nigeria, I don't know why people, Americans had this notion that we live in like a jungle where there's no light and we live with like the animals and stuff. I think that was one of the things that was really shocking for me personally, based on my experiences. But um, I think once I got, got past that, aspect of it um everything else was a pretty much smooth sailing from there um it was also kind of hard for me to make friends as well because mm. yes because one for some reason they couldn't really understand what i was saying because it was very it was very nigerian and we talk really fast so um it was kind of hard for them to understand me because most times I would say something and they'd be like, I'm sorry, what? So that really made me go into a show and I wouldn't really speak much. So I just, you know, kind of like stay by myself. But by the end of my first year, I'd made, you know, I'd gotten used to it. I'd realized, okay, like even pronouncing a word like Adidas. So I, I, I got to the US and I'm like, I want to go to the Adidas shop. And they're like, what's the Adidas shop? And I'm like, Adidas now, Adidas, Adidas. The place that they sell the shoe that's white and black. And one of my cousins was like, oh you mean adidas and i'm like is that what you call it okay 
Adidas is what we call it, but sure, yeah, Adidas. So just little things like that. Like, it was just so funny. Like, now I think about it, it's funny because then with all my heart, I was like, it is Adidas. It's not Adidas, it's Adidas. Adidas. <laughs> so, yeah, so experiences like that. It's just, it wasn't so bad. I mean, it, it, it gives me stories to tell now when I talk about my experience. But even back then, it wasn't really like um, a huge thing for me. The only thing I would say is that for some reason, also, people expected me to be closer to like Black Americans as per just being a Nigerian. So mm. when I would like speak, it was neither like Black American nor proper American. So <laughs> it was kind of like a shocking thing for me because then I didn't have friends at all because they'd be like we don't know where you fit in <laughs> so yeah yeah that was that was I think that was the only like unpleasant experience for me but or shocking thing for me but aside from that everything else was you know pretty smooth sailing even with the food I really already liked the food I mean American food is kind of like very popular so <laughs> I mean it wasn't really much of a shock there with the food but there were some foods I missed from home See, I think that's one of the things that international students is probably maybe it's one of the biggest challenges is, is like, oh my goodness, I, I can't get my food from home. So that or, or you know, it's hard to find grocery stores or, or things of that nature that's that serve, you know, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no like mark marts you could go. I mean, there was like there were a lot of like Chinese marts and uh, Mexican places, but like it was not like Nigerian one, and it's just not the same. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, I, what were some of the ways that, like, you know, as an international student, you were able to kind of overcome or or make uh, adjustment to to the experiences that you were having? Okay, um, I've got to say, um, Sophia was um, oh, one of yeah, my, awesome. Yeah, she was one of my advisors, and um, Carmen, Pia, and Pim. So um, it was really great because they were so supportive. Um, can you see me? I don't know if my video is still on, but I'm hoping you can see me. Your video is currently not on. I don't know why it's doing that. Like, I have some technical difficulties here. Oh, Jemima, I'm sorry, you're muted again. Oh, can you, see, can you hear me now? Okay, now I can, now I can hear you and see Perfect. you. Perfect. And you can see me. Okay, great. Um, yeah, um, they were really helpful for me in adjusting to the culture shock because I know Sophia is from India and I, 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 I was just in India. So it kind of helpful because it to me. And I mean, it wasn't so bad anymore. And then I had my sister with me. She joined me that same year. So it wasn't really, you know, bad like that. It was actually great. It was a great experience. For sure. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, share a little bit about, okay, so when you're, you, you know, you've, you've gone through the pro two different programs and, and each time yeah. I'm a little curious about how you were preparing for the next steps, at, you know, when you graduated from the film um, program, the business program. Yeah. Um, so when I finished with the, like from bachelor's, that's the film program, I came back home and I wasn't quite sure where to start because um, the way the Nigerian film industry is, okay, where I live is very, there's not a lot of entertainment going on. You'd have to leave here to go to Lagos, where the center of entertainment is. So doing that, 
it was just it was, it was just a lot for me so when I came back I was just like you know what I don't really know what to do so I'm going to go back to school again <laughs> so that's when I applied to do business entertainment business as well because even at that point I didn't know what I wanted to do I know I wanted to make films but like how to start where to get in from I did try um to get a few gigs in the US during my um during my yeah. um the training that we get um that's the one year training but um I I did I, I did I did a little job in Atlanta and then I went to LA but I was just like just not clicking you know I mean it was great it was a really great experience because I got to work with Kevin Hart that was when they were shooting right along too so I worked on the BTS of that shoot so it was great and everything but it just didn't feel fulfilling to me and I was just like I mean I am doing what I love so what's the problem so I was like maybe I need to go to school more <laughs> so then I went to do my uh, masters in entertainment business and when I graduated in 2018 I came back home again and I'm like oh god I really have to go to Lagos because there's just nothing here there's no studios there's no no entertainment life basically and we just have like one cinema and it's always empty you know so it's like what do I do so I first of all started by applying to a few companies in Lagos nobody go back to me like nobody like I didn't even get like a rejection email or anything it was just silence and I was like oh my god this is so nerve-wracking you like what do I do yeah. like I can't just come back with two degrees and just sit here then um I remember one day I was just telling my mom of how you know I think I have to go there physically I don't think I'm going to be able to do anything remote you know I tried edits editing I tried for makeup I tried for lighting I emailed everybody like PA I can do anything like hold your coffee I'm great at it but like nobody got back to me so I'm just like did I choose the wrong career because it really really it was really depressing for me and like I got to a point where I just nothing was fun anymore and then my mm. mom just said to me one day why are you trying to work for people why don't you start your own thing I mean your sister has a degree in creative writing you know you guys could do something here i mean it's not lagos or anything but you could start something and i was like hmm, that's not a bad idea so my sister who went to full self for creative writing she wrote a script and gave it to me i was like hey mama you could shoot this and i'm like yeah i could so um we got around got together just asked a few friends who live nearby uh, my last sister who's now a student in full self she's studying also creative writing at that time she was still in um high school So we asked her if she had some friends who were interested in acting. She was like, "Yeah, I have a few." And we got together. We shot something in my house, just a really small thing. And we were like, "Okay, so now we're done with it. Where do we put it?" And I'm like, uh, "Vimeo, maybe." My sister was like, "Nah, let's put it on YouTube." I mean, worst uh, worst case, we get hundred views and negative comments. I mean, we won't die. It's just <laughs> just you know an opportunity for us to get better. And so that's what we do. We're like, right? I mean, it's just comments. It just at least we'll know. Okay, we're really bad at this. We are really bad at this. We need to fix this. We need to fix that. Sure, let's do it. So we put it on YouTube. I remember that was in July, July 2018 put it on youtube and at first we got 100 views and we got our first email congrats the video has 1000 views and we're like yay and they're like oh my god great okay so i mean i guess it's all of us and our families and friends who watch it to make it a 1000 views so great a week later i see 10k views 10000 views and i'm like what like who keeps going back to watch this because i don't understand and the next thing like i'm not even kidding you two weeks later 100k views I remember looking at the video and I was like, "Oh my god, like I, I think we're being pranked. I don't think this is our YouTube channel. Like, it's not. We're still like, it's our channel." 
And like, what? And every week we just kept getting a hundred K more. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Because I remember we still have screenshots of the views. And then the video even trended in one country. That was Ghana. And I'm like, what? what? We didn't even trend number one in Nigeria. We trended number one in Ghana. Like, what is going on? And then, like, you know, people started to say, oh, my God, make it a series. Like, please don't let it end there. When I get good for the next one. And comments, like, over a thousand comments. Like, oh, my God. I remember when we got to 500,000 views. And I'm like, eh? <laughs> and I'm like, who are these people watching? I mean, what? And we looked at, like, the demographics of where people were watching from the U.S., Somalia. Like, countries I'd never... There was even a place con- called Unknown. And I'm like, who is living in unknown watching our video? You know, like from the YouTube metrics. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it was crazy. I remember my heart was really beating fast. And I'm like, God. And when I checked the comments, I did not see like horrible reviews. I saw like, oh my God, this is really great. You know, like the quality is great. And like, I'm like, these kids can't act. Why aren't you guys commenting on that? Like my camera moves aren't that great. I mean, this is my first film, guys, be honest. Like, cause everybody was just like, oh my God, the story is great. And everybody just loved it. And oh, it was just, it was such a mood booster for me because I was like, oh yeah. Like, I mean, it's obviously, it's not everyone who starts out their own project who gets like, that kind of, you know, it just shoots off like that. It's not everybody. Because honestly, I didn't even expect it to happen. I was just like, you know what? Let me just put it out there. Somebody might see it and say, hey, come and be a P on my set. And from there, who knows? That's what my thoughts were. Like, at least let somebody see I'm capable of doing something, you know, since nobody wants to give me a chance. So that's what we did. And ever since then, it's just been one success story after another. Like, I can't even begin to explain it. Because I remember when we now did the series, um, it was just, okay, let me say we were a small studio and we took on a lot. There was mm. now a lot of pressure because there were all these fans from across the world, French speaking. Some people were even asking us to put our videos in French so they could understand. And I'm like, oh my God, we're not, our capability is not that great. Like we can't even, because I remember it was just me, my two sisters and like two crew members on the, in the whole company. That was just, that was Neptune 3. We were just five of us. And I'm like, how are we going to take this on? Like, how are we going to take on this much work? And wow, like, when I think about it, I'm just like, wow, thank God I took that first step. Because I did, I remember one class when we were having a class, I think it was a class on um, the history of film. And Mr. Jim, I still remember his name. He said something. He was like, you know, because we were watching a, um, a documentary on, um, there's a musician, I can't remember his name. And he said something after we watched the documentary and he was like, you know, even if people don't give you the opportunity, make the opportunity for yourself. Don't just sit around waiting for people to hand things to you. Just do it, you know, just put something out there. The worst thing you'll get is it's horrible. I mean, but you have done something and you only get better from critique. You know, you can't just get better if nobody tells you anything. If nobody sees your work. How are you going to know you're any good? And that's something I will never, ever forget. Like, you know, like Mr. Jim, I will never, ever forget him. That was in the history of film when we were speaking that class. And it was just, I mean, I was just like, wow, this is really great. Because on set, I was the lighting, I was boom, I was camera, I was the editor. I was like, you know, I don't have a team, but I'm going to be my own team. And that's what we did. And so that's how we just, I didn't sit around waiting for people. And then now I have a lot of people come to me. Oh my God, we want to work with work for you and it's like a lot of the things 
we were that we were told in class, it's now making sense because I'm like, ah, so this is the real world application. It's not only when you get a big job as like someone in, like an editor in the Avengers or something great like that. It's it's the small victories. Like, you know, it's like, I mean, five years ago, this is not where I was. I was I was still confused. I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life, but here I am, you know. I took that small step, as he said, and I did it. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> so yeah, it's just been awesome. If I may, I want to drop the link to your YouTube channel in the chat, and and I really want to encourage folks to to check it out. I I was I was watching a uh, one of the series that y'all put together. Um, it, it it seems it strikes me that uh, uh, a lot of the content that you all are are kind of aiming to put out, um, Table for Two and and, and other programs, they they're very they're very like have have um, uplifting messages and very kind of a positive. Yes. Yes, that's well, something we decided to do. Yeah, that's something we decided to do with our. Um, okay, when we came together, we're like, "What's the base of our company? Like, what this company we're making? What's it about? You know, why are we even doing a company?" Okay, we get that people don't. We don't have the opportunity, but why are we making? Why are we founding a company? What's going to be our motto? What's our vision? You know, and we just talked about it, and we're like, you know what? We're making movie wholesome content that people from all ages all walks of life and relate, relatable content, not just stuff you see and it puts you in this fairy tale world where people will be like, reality check, the world is not like that. It's like, try to make things as close to reality as possible, um, but make it enjoyable, you know, even with the lessons, make it enjoyable so people don't just feel doom and gloom after watching our show. Like, oh my God, that was depressing, you know, as much as the, 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 the information or the lesson is deep, it's in a fun way, you know, keep it fun, keep it exciting, you know. I mean, because I realized something that people learn faster when they're having fun, as per when it's all like doom and gloom. Your feelings might not even let you process what you're seeing. But when you're happy, you're taking a lot more information or when you're excited about something, you want to learn more about it. You want to like, you know, you're interested. So that's something we decided to do that. You know, no matter the information we're passing across, no matter the lesson, we're going to make kids in a fun, enjoyable way consumable content that people can enjoy and not just only for like adults because we also realized something that there's not a lot of content for teenagers there is content for like but you don't really see a lot of stuff for like 13, 14, like childish TV stuff. <laughs> because I mean, kids, so we try to make something that everybody will feel related and enjoy without feeling like we're watching a kid's show or we're watching a mature show. You know, just everybody's just like, oh my God, yeah. Uh, so Jemima, you're, you're, you're breaking up just a little bit. And that's something really, oh, thank you. I, 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 but what I'm hearing you say is that you know the content is geared towards towards teenagers, and that um, you know it, it is intended for them to have. There's lessons to be learned, and there is there is positive emotions, and and trying to draw things from real life to to kind of have create the best kind of realistic and and, and relatable content that you can that you can have. Yes, exactly. And there's even sometimes, and when we put like a little lesson for like parents to. Um, you know, learn from, it's like, you know, parents, is, it doesn't always have to be all doom and gloom and, you know, sit in the corner. You could teach your child without making it such a dreadful thing, you know, and then it's even like sometimes parents listen to your kids, you know, things like that. I don't, basic stuff that sometimes I used to wish my parents would do for me, so I put it in my movies, like, 
Here you go, parents. Hint, hint, hint. Because even till now, I still can't tell them to their face because of the Nigerian in me. But um, we try to put it in our movies and be like, hint, mommy, I think you can learn a lesson from there or something like that. So, yeah, <laughs> basically that's what we do. But we do try to make it um, relatable because one thing we also realized in the Nigerian industry is that um, it's so monopolized in such a way that... Um, mm. 18, 19, 20-year-olds can't even act in movies because they still use the same 40, 50-year-olds and try to make them young to act, you know, as young kids or or college people or high school. They bring, like, 25, 26 to act as 17, 18. And I'm like, why not use the actual ages, you know? Because I think at this point, they they know what they're going through. It's kind of hard for, like, a 30-year-old to act as a 29 or like a 26 year old or you know as a 19 year old I mean you're 30 and I'm 19 it's a huge gap as much as people feel like oh I was once 19 the 19 year old of today is going through different things than you when you were 19 you know what I mean so it's like we try to use people who are as close to the age as possible because I feel like the other ones who it's still fresh in their minds and they know how they feel when they go through that situation so it's like they do that and then people out there who are older be like oh my god that's how I felt when I was 16 or that's how I feel now because I am 16 you know so it's still relatable because I find a lot of content I'm like Mm-mm, that's not how a 16 year old behaves sir and then you check the actor's age and you see he's 36 and you're like what the heck <laughs> so you know that kind of thing so that's what we also try to do and also give opportunities for young people to show their talents because there's a lot of talented people in Nigeria and we don't just get a lot of opportunities. So sometimes you'll see us cast someone who can't really act, but has the ability. Like if this person is coached or trained, you know, he could probably do something. So we give all those people a chance. We don't discriminate or anything like that. But then there are some certain roles where like, no, you have to kill it. Like this role, you must be this actor or not. And those ones, we always do the auditions properly from. But the other like supporting cast, we try to give it to young and upcoming. Like, okay, you try this you try that and and also something we're very very women-centered like female we love like women everything because we are three women in the industry forging our way so we're very female oriented like we try to most of our main roles are always for females you know we try to do more feminine stuff and there's not a lot of male opportunities in our films not like we do it on purpose I don't know it's just a mental thing I guess but we are trying to make more roles for guys, but there's a lot of more feminine stuff, you know. Most of our leads are females and stuff like that. So just something where we encourage the females that, you know, you know, you can do, you can act the movie and be a great star without, you know, having to give into the ways of Nollywood, Hollywood, whatever it is. You don't have to sleep with a director. You don't have to pay anybody. Just your talent alone will take it, you know, because we, we don't charge for anything. We try to, you know, train our actors the best way we can them in give them the opportunities they need you know without we don't charge or anything because i feel like the reward comes when i see the smiles and they're like oh my god thank you for this opportunity you guys are great and that's just rewarding for me and i love it like that's the best feeling in the world for me well yeah i've got so many questions and and i really (laughs) love hearing your perspective and i want to explore a little bit deeper i do want to say first though uh who i believe is an active student uh we commented that uh, he stumbled upon your YouTube series a couple months ago, um, and thank, thanks, thanks to the algorithms, thanks to the YouTube algorithms, and realized that you had came to Full Sail and wanted to congratulate you. Oh, wow. Thank you. 
And uh, also, folks in the audience, Reggie, uh, Sagoon, and other other individuals, if you all have questions, this is a great time to be asking. And and I know Jemima would be more than happy to answer some of your questions. I, I I've I've got a I've got a question about because you know you're 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 a young entrepreneur. Um, you you see the the world of film in a totally different light than traditional. Yeah you know, Hollywood film, whatever kind of industry exists currently, because because you're, you're taking your products onto the internet, right? And I'm wondering, yeah. how do you feel like YouTube or, or other, um, you know, online services kind of, do you feel like they provide more opportunity for uh, entrepreneurs like you, or how does it kind of changing the landscape of the industry? Um, I feel like, Okay, one thing I noticed um, when we started, when we put our stuff out on YouTube, was there was actually a lot of hate from, like, Nollywood. Because um, I feel like, they feel like it's this elite society club thing that you're only invited to. You don't just come in with your talent. No, no, no. You have to know someone who knows someone who knows someone. And that's, like, something I feel like cuts across all um, all the different types of industries. There's Nollywood, Hollywood, Bollywood as well. And that's something we're just like, nah, you're not gonna stop our shine with that. Like, you know, thank God for YouTube, free streaming service. All you have to do is create an account. You know what? You even have a Gmail account, you already have a YouTube account. That's basically what we thought. And it's like, it's free for all. Nobody, nobody is like gonna say, oh, because you're not in the Actors Guild of Nigeria, you can't act, or oh, because you're not in the Directors Guild. Because I did have a lot of beef for not being in the Directors Guild of Nigeria, but I was shooting films, you know, and I'm like, all that's just years of paying fees that you don't even know where it's going and people controlling what you do and what you put out. And I'm not ready for that. Like I came to do my own thing. You know, it's like, if you're not going to let me do my thing, I'm not going to join that club. So I feel like it's very monopolized. And with services like YouTube and even Vimeo, we even need more of those because I feel like YouTube's the only one I think that pays its creators. I'm not sure if there are other um, free streaming sites that are like that. But I think one of the really good benefits of YouTube is that you you get paid for your content, you know, especially if it's an original content, which is why we now lean heavily on YouTube because it's like if your content's original, because we make our own music, we, we basically create everything from scratch. So that all the copyrights belongs to us. We don't even use YouTube's free music. That's how we're like, no, we don't want anybody claiming anything on our productions. You know, it's like we'll do all, no problem. We do we do it all. And that's how very independent we really tried to be because um, people, a lot of people have come to me like, oh, you guys should have gotten sponsorships because then you can make money and you can go on Netflix and stuff. And I'm like, if it's Netflix, I'm going to get there. But like right now, I'm not in a Netflix <laughs> space. I want to do YouTube to the max, you know? And then when I've felt like I've gone through YouTube well, then I'll progress because I just don't feel like it's something I'm really in the space for right now that's going to netflix we have had plans to expand at least have one movie on netflix but that's more like a future you know future plan but right now we're really comfortable with youtube they're really great their you know creator relationship is amazing they hold events and they try to help maximize you know workshops things that will just help you make it easier make it better for you to make more money monetize have your content um shown to other countries because I remember um, you do get an assigned a, a creator advisor that kind of just tells you, okay, your video is doing well in these countries. How about you make content that caters to that country? And I'm like, oh, okay. 
well, I mean, we could put some elements in your video. So they don't really want you to change anything. Instead, they try to help you maximize um, what you have and make it reach corners of the earth that you didn't even know existed. Because I will have people in like Sudan, UAE, like countries that I'm like, what are, what are we doing there? Like, how is our content reaching that country? And we'll have some comments in French and I'm like, oh, I have Google Translate, copy, paste. What did, what did they say? Oh, okay. Even in Arabic and stuff like that, Hindi and stuff. Like, it's really, I mean, sometimes it can feel very overwhelming, but it's really great. So I think like YouTube and Vimeo are really great resources. I don't know if Vimeo pays its um, creators, but I know I'm really, really hands-on YouTube. So I really know a lot about it. And I remember after um, we premiered, I think it was our last episode in the first series, um, YouTube invited us to their office in London. I mean, went there and, you know, they were like, oh my God, I can't believe you guys are in Uyo because everybody feels like everything great in Nigeria comes from Lagos alone. Nobody can imagine that we're in this small city, not a lot going on, but like, like you know, reaching that many people. So it's really, everybody's like, aren't you going to move to Lagos? I'm like, mm -mm, I'm going to leave where, you know, I'm making the cool money. I'm not going to leave <laughs> Until maybe probably when we're bigger than this city, then we move like, you know, but it's still, there's a lot of untapped talents that are still here. And we have people from Lagos come all the way down here just to be in our shows or just to be in our series and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's really been wow. And I'm just, I think YouTube and online streaming sites are really, really great for first timers, new filmmakers, people who are just trying to get their foot in and see, okay, how does this work? Because trust me, the, the comments on YouTube, as much as sometimes it can be very damaging to your self-esteem, it's really helpful if you actually cross out oh. the parts that you feel are, yeah, if you actually keep your emotion out of it, the things you the things you get from the comments, you're like, oh, okay, I didn't see that. Or, oh, this perspective, I didn't even think about that. You know, if you're being real, you're being real. And if you want to grow. So I feel like that's great because you do get feedback because like, I mean, like Netflix and stuff, how are you going to get feedback of, whether your work is good or not. I mean, maybe in the numbers or if you have like a cinematic debut, like how are you going to know? Oh, if people don't buy your ticket, then your film must be not good. But I mean, you know, it's just very, I love that it's very interactive because you can kind of get almost an immediate response to your work. I kind of like see, okay, I need to improve here. I need to do this, need to do that. Okay, never doing this again. Or yes, I will do more of this and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. I'm open to critique. There are some questions coming in from the, from the audience, and I, I want to address them. You kind of touched a little bit uh, on on Vimeo. Um, Ryan wants to know if you're if you're using Vimeo to just just bring more exposure to, to your work. I actually don't. We don't have a Vimeo account um, at all. I don't even know why we never looked in that area. I mean, it's YouTube, so. <laughs> but um, I think we might consider expanding onto Vimeo. But I we haven't really discussed anything like that. For now, we're just really heavy on YouTube because um, we actually have a, a kind of like we're YouTube partners. So we have times when we'll have to create content specifically for YouTube and oh. stuff like that. And or when some of our content can't leave YouTube and it's just for YouTube alone, things like that. So I don't know. We haven't really explored like other types of partnerships or even tried to be on other um, web um, sites. But um, that's something we'll probably look into a bit later on. So I don't really know Vimeo. I'm, I don't really have a Vimeo account, so I can't really say. I definitely, I get the sense that what you're saying is 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 resonating with the audience. And I think that, you know, as young filmmakers and young producers, the, 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 having something like YouTube as an access point is really, really important for, for people in the industry right now. 
Um, yes. Re Reginald, uh, Reggie's asking, uh, Reggie's in the film MFA program. He's from the Bahamas, um, so he's an international oh, okay. student. Um, he's, he says that he encountered many people who thought we lived in huts and lived on the beaches. Uh, how, how do you, how can you address kind of like dismantling, you know, um, perceptions about incorrect perceptions about where you're from? Yeah, I feel, I feel it's still the work of the entertainment industry. I feel like it's just exposure. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Something I really learned when I, when I was um, graduating from my master's about uh, most of some, some of the Americans I met is that they're not exposed. As much as it's, it's America, most people haven't. Oh, oh Jemima, you're, you're people that travel every week. Jemima, they, I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh, can, can you hear me? Can you remind us ahead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, now, now I can hear you. Okay, yes, perfect. So I was saying that something I realized when I was graduating from Wholesale is that not all Americans are exposed. Just because they're Americans don't mean they know 2% of what we know. If you come to Nigeria, you'll notice that a lot of Nigerians travel a lot. Some of them travel every week. Dubai, China, India, you know, islands, America, Russia. They go to all this country and there's that exposure, you know, they get the exposure and we watch a lot of TV, uh, Korean content, American content, Indian content, we consume a lot. Yeah. So we are learning at a really, really fast pace. But Americans, if it's not American, if there's subtitles, nope, I don't do it. Oh no, I only watch, uh, <laughs> keeping up with, I only watch, you know, they just stick to them themselves. They don't want to learn, they don't want to know. It ain't their business. If it's not in their city or not something they can look up on their phone that does not have subtitles, they're not interested. In fact, once you put subtitles on there, mm -mm, they can't do it. They can't. It's like, I don't enjoy, sorry, I don't watch movies with subtitles. And so I feel like that's something that's really um, something that has to be worked on. I don't know how it's going to be addressed, but I feel like it's exposure um, that's going to fix that problem of people stereotyping that oh because we're from Africa and some people don't even know Africa is a continent they think Africa is a country and I'm like once I hear someone say oh Africa is a country I'm like mm -mm, peace out <laughs> my mouth like having, like, having a conversation right right I, I do think that the entertainment industry is is becoming more effective because like you know I, I'm exposed to like I listen to Burn a Boy and like you know there's more exposure right? to good music good culture coming out from from different parts of the exactly. world I think about the popularity of uh, Squid Game, you know, exposing Korean culture to the United States. You know, I exactly. think there's there's exactly. certainly good 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 trends, positive trends. I feel like to help expose people to to different cultures. Right, and I feel like with a, with a few more years of that, because um, it is a lot better now than it was. I mean, twenty twelve is a long time ago, and that's when I first encountered all that. But I feel like yes, there's a lot. There's been a lot of content from outside. America that's infiltrated in and it's got people really interested to know more um you know and I feel like that's what's going to fix that issue of people stereotypes and assuming that oh because mm -hmm. it's like this and something I feel like people don't understand is that just because what you see on tv is not actually what really happens it is a film I mean unless it says true true life story or true story <laughs> you should not believe everything you see on tv you know and I feel like that's just been a past portrayal of what Nigeria is like this jungle where 
you know, people don't even have lights and we use candles, probably don't even have, you know, electricity. Some people even used to wonder how I speak good English. I'm like, your English is so good. I'm like, wow, oh my God. I don't, that, that's definitely a compliment because I'm like, what did you expect me to, like, what? Like, I remember that was one of the first things I heard when I got to the US. I'm like, what, my English is good. So what did you expect? I'm like, I don't know. I thought maybe you were like sign language or something. And I'm like, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, you know, yeah. we are an English speaking country, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> But yeah, so I feel like exposure um, would really actually fix that. And one thing I'll say is don't even bother getting pissed. Like, it's not even worth it. Just like laugh and walk away if you don't want to engage. Because I feel like some people are just bent on not being, like, they don't want to learn. Whatever they think is whatever they'll think. And no matter how much you try to teach them, some people just won't listen. So, but I am, yes, there has been a lot of exposure to like other countries. And I feel like that's really mm -hmm. what's going to fix that stereotype of thinking everybody from Africa or the Caribbean is one jungle, probably like George of the Jungle, because I mean. Sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, love, I love your answer and I love where your head's at and I agree with you and I'm, I'm optimistic that more more entertainment will, will help expose different cultures. Uh, Calpurnia has a question for you about how, okay. how are you advertising? So do you use your socials to grow your YouTube? Because um, Calpurnia is a di digital marketing uh, pro degree program um, and wants okay. to want to kind of follow the market trends to to enhance business. Okay, um, when we first started, we just used Facebook. There wasn't any other. Um, I, I don't remember using any other um, way to advertise when we posted our first movie on, on YouTube. We just used to post a link on Facebook, and then I think we boosted it like once. We boosted the Facebook post like once. I think it was for like fifty dollars, and then after a while. It felt like the boosting didn't work. So we just kind of gave up on that because it's like, why do you want to spend money when you're not getting the results? So I guess probably because then we didn't know how to um, work in the Facebook boost post and stuff like that. So we probably did something wrong, I'm sure. So we just left that and we just used to repost the YouTube link a lot. We had friends who had worked on the film, share it to their own friends. And honestly, I, I really don't know how that caught off. I feel like it's because we were lacking that kind of, content in Nigeria and I feel like that's why it really picked up because if you look around or if you try to google you wouldn't really see a lot of high school shows if we even start seeing high school shows it's if you notice the date it's after our shows came out that's when people started getting into high school and teenagers and stuff like that but before us there was no like content where you'd be like oh this is a high school series or you know a thing about high school in Nigeria you do see a lot of high school in America, like, you know, content on that. I mean, there's this um, website, um, what's, I can't remember what they were called, but they focus mostly on like um, high school, you know, school and stuff like that, but that's based in America. But you mm. wouldn't really see anybody who's doing high school stuff about Nigeria. So I feel like that's probably where we got our traction. We found it a void and we kind of like filled it. And I think that that's what really picked on. Yeah, because that's something we tried to do. Like, what's the trend now? What do we not have? The Nollywood film industry is really lacking because I remember that was one of the reasons why I started that went into film because I, I would watch an American movie and I watch an Nigerian movie and I'm like, oh, you know, the difference is clear. And as much as it's not, I'm not proud to say, I don't think there's any Nigerian movie I've seen beginning to the end. I just, I can't, like, I, I can't even do it. But um, that's something I wanted to fix. I wanted to be able to enjoy my films from my country without like feeling like, oh my God, we can do better and stuff. So I'm like, okay, so what did they get wrong? 
And then I try to fix that like when I'm doing my own movies. So that's the one thing I was talking about where they use older people to try to portray teenagers. I'm like, let's get real actual teenagers to portray themselves and actually give real experiences, not try to like sugarcoat it. And like, because I mean, at 12, 13, 14, we're getting boyfriends where we know what, you know, sex is. And, but in Nigeria, it's like a taboo. Oh my God, how would you be saying sex to a 12-year-old? It's like, they're even doing it in your backyard. Like, you know, like, let's be real. So that's what we try to do, like, discuss real topics that are actually in real society, like in the real, the actual things that we're facing as young people. And that's what we try to do, like, try to make it as real as possible, which is what I was talking about making it real but without being so depressing and like oh my god if you have sex you have you get pregnant and then you get an abortion and then you die because that's mostly what has been on tv so there's this stigma to like most of the topics we've touched but you know even with um periods for girls that's been like it's like a hush hush thing in fact if you have a period it's embarrassing you have to like hide your face you can't even show your pad you have to like put it in your pocket into your friend's pocket it's like you're smuggling i'm like really guys this is a normal thing that happens with women so we kind of touch like each of those topics in our show. And I feel like that's just what brought the attention. So I don't know about like the other part, like the digital marketing part of it. I haven't really done any much marketing, honestly. Like I'm being very honest. I know it's just been Facebook, Instagram, talk about it, that's it. But like, I haven't really done any, you know, SEO stuff and stuff like that on it. No, that's just it. So basically I would say number one marketing tool, find the void and fill it. <laughs> Heck yeah, find, find the void and fill. I, I definitely like where your head's at. And I think that you're part of a generation of, of young entrepreneurs and filmmakers and producers that are normalizing human behavior um, and making it, you know, breaking down taboos because we all we are human and you're breaking into that human experience and yeah. sharing that human experience. Um, yeah. Nickel has a question about, uh, uh, Nickel's trying to create a short film with, uh, and is using a high power editing software. Do you have any tips on, on how or what to use for editing on PC? What kind of software do you guys use? Um, so we use um, Final Cut Pro because it's what I was taught in Full Sail. Um, we did learn Avid, Avid Media Composer, but um, I just find Final Cut really easy. Also, I get, maybe because I'm an Apple girl. So most of my stuff is Apple. I have a Mac. Okay, first of all, when I started editing, I actually used the laptop School Sail gave me to start. Um, that was the only Mac I had. That was the one, the Mac Pro 2012. I've had that, so now I still have it. I mean, it's kind of slow and old now, but I just can't show it sentiments. All my courses on there, and I'm just like, I just look at it all the time. My full sale stickers are still on it, so I just keep it there and just look at it because it reminds me of where I started, you know? And so, um, but I use a Mac. I use a MacBook Pro 2018. I have a Mac 2020, and then I have the iMac. The iMac I just got because we've grown bigger and we have more content. So my MacBooks can't really take my content. And then I use Final Cut to edit. I still edit 4K. I mean, I think you just have to, because it's still young and starting out. You can't really like buy, you know, big um, equipment right now. Um, but we use a lot of hard drives to store content. I edit off a hard drive. I don't even try to put it in my Mac because there'll be no space. So I have a lot of hard drives with all my content on it. And I just edit from my um, hard drive. And that's how it works. I don't know about Windows. I don't know anything about Windows. Can't really say. I'm sorry, guys. But if it's Mac or Apple, anything like that. Yeah, I got you. 
Excellent. We've got one one last question. This is coming from Shelby. Um, do you have any goals to be picked up by larger networks such as Netflix or Amazon, or do you prefer the creative autonomy um, with YouTube? I would say both. Um, but as of right now, I really love the autonomy and like being in control of what I produce because it gives me um, it gives me the freedom to put out the content I want. I feel like once we start getting into like more controlled environment like Amazon or like Netflix, you'll start. I don't know if one thing I'm not sure. I don't think Netflix um, really controls, you know, what you put on their website. I think once your quality is good, you can be on Netflix. I don't think they really go into like check what your content is about. Because I have seen some crazy things on Netflix. I'm like, they allow this? Okay, you know, yeah. But um, I mean, I I don't really mind Netflix, but like Amazon and the rest and Netflix. I don't think right now. Um, that's what I want. I'm really enjoying the freedom to create. And so far, our studio is still small enough to still live on the funds from YouTube. So we're not really like, oh my God, was sinking on stuff. But we have um, two-year plan, a year plan, like five-year plan and a 10-year plan. So once we get to that stage, by all means, we'll be happily migrate over. We'll even get like, we've gotten um, um, proposals from like Coke, gotten proposals from always the sanitary pad brand we've gotten like proposals from all these um brands to use their stuff because i mean we do use it in the first season we didn't even know anything about product placement we'll just be holding bottles in the air you know and using all these items and people are like oh my god tell me these people are sponsoring you i'm like no like why this is such good money you're wasting and i'm like oh. so and we did get offers from them but we're like eh, sorry we even got from banks but they have like specific things you have to do and i'm like Sorry, guys, not right now. Like, we want to be in control of what we produce. And not every, after every single word, we'll say the brand. Every, every single line will say the brand, that kind of thing. Because that's what they want. They want you to put the brands in your face. And I'm like, right now, we're all about story first. And then maybe later on, you know, we'll compromise and see where we can go from there. Awesome, awesome. Well, folks, we're, we're reaching the end of our, our time. I did drop, uh, Jemima was generous to share her her. Um, LinkedIn, Twitter, and, and Instagram. And if you all want to connect with her um, to follow up and, and you know continue the conversation, um, I encourage you to do that. Uh, I, I just want to say, Jemima, thank you so much for, for joining us today, because this has been a really, really wonderful conversation. And I, I'm really grateful that you took the time to, to share a little bit about your insight and the projects that you've been working on. Um, I, I really want to thank the audience, because y'all were asking excellent questions. Very, very well. <laughs> Uh, well thought out questions and, yeah. and really that's what we're here for we want you all to be able to have that opportunity um so uh, final thing if you haven't already daniela is going to be dropping the the gps link please fill out that if you're an active student fill out that link uh, to get your gps points and i hope to see everybody uh in the new year this is our last program of the year we'll be back in uh in february um to continue the global grads panel um, and I hope you all, uh, hope to see you there next time. I hope you all stay safe, stay balanced, and, and please stay globally minded. Thank you all for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. All right, it was a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, TJ. Bye. Excellent. Y'all stay safe. <laughs>